What did you do this week? Oh, I got my hair cut. I did that. <gasps> it looks so cute. Thank you. I am obsessed with it. You look so cute with a bob. It's perfection. You've got the most beautiful features, and the bob just oh, compliments it. That's so sweet. I have not been liking it, so I'm I'm in need of compliments. I'll hype you up. I, I got need. you. <laughs> I need that outside validation. Didn't My turn out. Favorite. How you were planning? I, th- I think it looks really cute. It did. Yeah. I think in my brain, I've just had curly hair for so long. Like, I curl my hair every day with my heatless curling system. And now it's too short to use that. Uh-huh. So it's either go back to curling irons, which my hair, since having a baby, has been very dry and sad and very different. It's always been, like, silky smooth and beautiful. And then I had a kid, and it was like, no more of that. I will be very dry. And so I don't want to use heat on it, but it seems like that's my only option. So I think it's just different, right? Like, I I cut it all off, and I colored it, and I can't figure out how to curl it anymore. So everything changed. And that's fine, but I haven't embraced the change yet. I've just been moping about it (laughs) not a good attitude i get it though i yeah i do well with a bob because i almost never do anything to my hair and so me with a bob is just straight hair but i i can't even imagine yeah curling it even as like mine has grown out a little bit since i cut it a couple months ago and Mm -hmm. i can't imagine a heatless curl like any kind of heatless curling with this length of hair because usually you have to like essentially braid it yeah um with some kind of heatless curler right and so Mm -hmm. if you don't have enough length to braid um i don't suppose there's such thing as french braiding heatless curlers into your hair (laughs) yeah i don't know but i feel like just braiding period could work yeah just if you want braids the kind of braided curl that you can get I don't know. That's not quite the look that I think I want. But yeah, but now fair. I think my hair would be really cute with tiny little braids. Just two, that would be so two cute. little braids. Oh my god. Little baby braids. Little baby braids. Do you know how to French braid? Mm-hmm. I usually prefer Dutch braids. I think they're just like a little bit cuter. But I like a French braid. It's yeah. classy. I don't even know what I'm gonna be radically honest here on our podcast i don't know what a dutch braid is it's like i don't know how to describe it except to say it's inside out so whereas a french braid is very very flat and the braids go in the dutch braid is more like a 3d kind of your hair is flat and then you've got this chunk of braid going down your head Okay, so it, it's just, yeah, an inverted French braid. I do know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. I had a friend who wore her hair like that a lot when I was in high school, and I always thought it was so cute. I know exactly mm-hmm. how to French or Dutch braid in theory. In practice, I have no, I I don't know. I've never done it. <laughs> That's crazy. You've never braided your hair? 
I've done regular braids, like a loose braid down my back or two kind of loose flyaway pigtail braids, but I've never French braided my own hair. I've never had... I have never had stronger arms than your average, um, probably seven year old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and seven year olds at least have the energy of youth that I don't have. And so, uh, the, just the idea of doing it on myself, I can't, my arms are so weak. I would just be, I would get, not even far enough in the game to have a resting point with my arms. Like, it would be still too high up to actually rest my arms and hold mm-hmm. the braid. And so I've never done it on myself. And I didn't have sisters. And all of my friends, when I was young, at that age that perhaps one would learn to braid using their friend's hair or something... um They weren't really into, like, doing hair and stuff. We were kind of wild children. We played outside a lot and (laughs) ran around, and we were the kids that came home at sunset after riding our bikes and running in the wilderness all day, and, um, or I would be out at my grandpa's ranch or something, uh, all day, and we didn't have time to braid each other's hair. We just asked we asked a parent to slap a quick braid in our hair to keep it out of our face, and then we'd go. It wasn't like a, now let's do each other's hair kind of friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't learn during those formative years, and uh, and it, it, so I didn't ever learn. That's fair. I don't think I learned during those formative years. I did have one friend whose mom was really into, like, girly girl curling our hair and braiding our hair but it was only for like dance concerts so I think she only did my hair maybe twice other than that it was mostly that my mom didn't like doing hair that I finally was like I gotta I gotta take my own fate into my own hands and just figure this out and Maybe also getting into beauty YouTube at the time when it was starting to be popular in those formative years, that, like, early high school, end of middle school, like, something about beauty YouTube was so addicting. And I was like, I want to figure out hair and makeup. And I don't think I ever did. I don't think I've ever gotten, like, really good at hair or makeup. But I think I've put a lot of effort into the, like, low-effort looks and it's has served me well. Yeah, you always look really pretty. I remember asking you to curl my hair in college because I just had too much of it to do it myself. Again, that arm strength thing kind of came in where I was like, I can't do it to myself because it involves holding my hand, my arms up above my head. But if I sit on the floor, maybe Emily will curl my hair for me. I remember when I lived with Jason and a couple other guys in college and I was like, hey, Anne. Will you curl my hair? And it was the most exciting night ever. And then our other Aww. friend asked if we would curl his, do his hair or something. And neither of us wanted to do that because he, it was like if a sibling asked and you just like, for whatever reason, your siblings, like you don't want to do that for them. You don't want to do nice things for them. Yeah, is that the worst? I just remember us both having that reaction of like, haha, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah, it's so mean when you say it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm putting us on blast. We can cut this right. if we're not ready to share this with the world. <laughs> that we're bad people, but he was also I don't know. Just an oddball. But so it's fine. I don't know. It was really sweet of him to ask, and we were monsters, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't know how to deal with that. I'm trying to justify it, but I don't think I can. It was probably Mm -hmm. just mean. Yeah, he really was like a brother to me, and it would be like if my brother was like, will you help me do my hair? Um, And I said no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh... Well, he got me back. Yeah. (laughs) He got me back by shaving his eyebrows for my wedding. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's the best. (laughs) Because he was the... Didn't he officiate the wedding? Yeah. Yeah. He was at the front. He was at the front. He shaved his eyebrows to officiate the wedding. Yep. So that's payback. He played the long game. I guess it evens out. I don't have to feel like a monster, but I can't keep holding a grudge about my wedding. I still need to feel like a monster, I think. It's, if you want to cut, I'll give you a timestamp of when we stopped talking about this. We can decide if, again, if we're ready for the world to know we're monsters. It's one thing to, you know, have your own reckoning in the dark of night when you lay in bed and you think, damn, I could have been nicer in that moment. Uh, it's another thing to broadcast it on the podcast. <laughs> I think it's good to reflect. I I mean, it's obviously embarrassing, but I do think, like you said, putting yourself on blast, that's a probably healthy thing to do, to be like, hey, just so you know, I know that all of our listeners probably put us on these pedestals. They're like, wow, these girls are perfect. Wow. For Queens. sure. For sure, oh, for they sure. must, right? For sure, for sure, our <laughs> listeners just think that. After um, listening to all of this every week, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure, they just think we're perfect. But if we can just be real for a minute and say, no, we have we have made mistakes as well. We are like you, listeners. Maybe it'll make us seem more relatable and cool in that way. Yeah, I think... I guess I just hope that everyone knows that I'm working on being a nicer, better person every day. Yeah. I judged myself very harshly for the story we just shared, and that that feels like a good step forward. Like, just reflect on it. Be better next time. Oh, it hurts to talk about. This yeah. weekend I said something. Okay, if we're just oversharing now, <laughs> sharing our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> This this weekend I said something that I didn't know was offensive. I'd never heard that it is an offensive word. And um, it was during, like, our D&D game. So all the people that I know and love were there. Maybe not all of them. A lot of people that I know and love were there. And my husband called me out for it. No freaking slack. He was didn't like... Wait. <laughs> You are the worst for saying that. And I was like, my homie, my love, don't do me like that. Oh, it hurts so bad because I was in the wrong and I just had to live with that. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, you handled it, first of all, with such grace for having not known. And then as soon as you found out, you were, you said, I'm sorry, which I think is, I think you are a goddess, because I think that's all anyone is asking for, right? Is if they, if someone calls them out for doing something is just, you know, accountability, which you totally did. And also, you didn't know, I've said, much worse things before knowing that they were bad things to say. Because I grew up in a small conservative area with a small conservative family and a small conservative mindset. And I'm not saying that that means that you automatically say stuff that is problematic, but I'm going to go ahead and posit that since it's my own background, it gives you a high probability. (laughs) (laughs) You've said something not okay. Yeah, so I have been there. I still think about things I've done and times I've said things I now looking back, but I did not know that it was perhaps a bad thing to say that referenced a not good thing. Um, I, I had no clue. And then looking back, uh, I, my face will still burn with it, even mm-hmm. though, but I do want to say that hearing you share that story helps me give myself grace because um, all I think is, oh, you just didn't know. And then you said, I'm sorry. And then everything was good. And I would never hold it against you. So why am I holding it against me? I'm not out here being like, Emily is the worst. I'm out here being like, oh, she didn't know. And she said, sorry. And it was fine. And I also didn't know. And I am sorry. And maybe I can extend myself the same grace I extend the other person that I love most in this world. So, oh, that's what I hope our listeners do. I we may have lost a few along this conversation. <laughs> they might be like, "You guys made mistakes in the past. Excuse you. I'm unsubscribing." Which, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we disappointed you to that extent. Yeah, hopefully most of our listeners just take this as an opportunity for some grace for themselves. But yeah, that was rough. That I had to turn off. I'm glad you thought I handled it gracefully because I genuinely just turned off my camera and was like, I'm going to hide for the next 30 minutes because I'm too embarrassed to show my face around these people anymore. Um, and that's valid, I think. Yeah, I think that that's I, I think where I go is I wished that there was some way for for me to help diffuse the situation because I just knew that you didn't know. And so I was like, how can I like make it? But you can't make a joke. Like there's no joke that you can really make to to like unwind that spool, right? Because it's not going to make you less embarrassed. It's just going to prolong everything. Yeah, um, our very sweet friend made a joke, but their style of joke is very teasing and it was just not the right moment <laughs> so it definitely made it worse i was like come on <laughs> oh but yeah let's give ourselves some grace we're all still learning and just know that me and Raquel are not the perfect people that you <laughs> clearly think we are um, obviously Obviously. <laughs> we're we're a mess, but we're not monsters anymore. Okay, maybe we once were, but we've grown from that. A small percentage of me not wanting to have kids is I'm worried that they'll be as stupid as I was when I was a <gasps> child. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a it's one of the smaller percentages though. There's other parts of not wanting to have a kid that have nothing to do with like worried that they won't be cool. 
Mm, that's fair, though. It's it's hard raising little people. Like, you have to make mistakes. I already made those mistakes. Can't you just not? <laughs> Your person is so cool, though. I love her. Yeah, it's great when they can't talk yet. Because yeah. then they can't accidentally say things that are not PC. Not okay. Yeah. Um, we were roasting her uh, for hitting her face on the desk while we video chatted twice. We couldn't figure out why the second time happened. We were trying to explain to her, a two-year-old, that sometimes we should learn from our mistakes, and for some reason that just, she just didn't, that didn't get there. She doesn't quite get consequences yet, which is insane. (laughs) Over a year and a half. When is it going to kick in? Yeah, hopefully soon, just because I, it's sad. Like, there is a, like, I, I do laugh at her a little bit because I know I know she's not seriously hurt, but there was a part of me where, like, the second time she was wearing a hat, and she, like, threw it, and I was like, hey, that hat didn't do that to you. You did that to you, you yeah. silly little bean. But it's crazy that she might have that reaction until she's, like, 25. Yeah. Hence the roasting. Just do, like, a gentle... Uh, I'll do just a gentle ant roast, just like a a light roast to just help know that maybe that's not the reaction. And and right now she doesn't understand, but hopefully those little light roasts. I mean, I have like an uncle that one time told me that it is, um, bad luck to cut between like when you're eating like steak or chicken or something. He said it's bad luck to cut between, between the prongs of a fork. And I'm not a superstitious person, and I still, to this day, I will not do it. Like, I just, I always think about that, because I think about that moment that he teased me, and he's like, ah, that's bad luck. You're going to get messed up. (laughs) (laughs) So the power of a light uncle or aunt roast is pretty good and can have long-lasting consequences into your 30s. I don't understand it, but it's there. (laughs) It's nice if they're helpful. I don't know if it's easier or harder to cut between the prongs of a fork. It seems harder, so maybe it was helpful in the end. (laughs) That's nice. I was just thinking I'm the type of person to blame an inanimate object for my problems, so (laughs) I hope Eve gets over that quicker than I have. We'll see. But hopefully a little little light aunt roast can help. You can be like, hey, don't throw your hat. That's bad luck. That's bad yeah. luck. Uh oh, that's two years of bad luck. Good luck until you're four. <laughs> you're gonna have to do some very interesting rituals to get rid of that bad luck. Yeah, uh, it involves um, sharing and giving your mom a hug and not throwing any fits for two weeks. So that's the, really <laughs> the only way. Otherwise, two years. Buckle up, babe. That's the magic of Santa Claus. I'm excited for Santa's presence in our house. (laughs) When he finally knows who that man is, and we can be like, do you want to impress Santa? Great. Get it together. (laughs) Wrap it up, babe. (laughs) I love it. I love that man. Shout out to Santa, the the great uncle who saves all of our sanities from child fits. (laughs) What a man. What 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 a, a man. The the best. Simply the best. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good podcast. <laughs> we talked for a long time. I got very caught up. Yeah, same. I'm... Okay, well, I'll say it after the theme song. Okay. 
Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 9 and 10 of Little Women. I was going to say, I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit tired from Little Women, not of Little Women. But I I don't know if it would have been better to binge this and just get it all done in one shot. But it feels like every time we come back for the podcast, it's like, <gasps> we just saw the craziest cliffhanger that we will ever see in our lives. And the anxiety is maxed out. And we did it again this week. The anxiety is maxed out. But once you've done it for like the fifth week in a row, you just get tired. You just kind of yeah. get beat down. I do get that. I was explaining to Craig, I was I started by explaining to Craig that this show is an absolute masterpiece that I am obsessed with. It might be mm-hmm. it might be top 3 all-time favorites. Yes. Uh, yes. And so I yeah, I'm absolutely so devoted to it, but it has reached the point where they have um done a turnaround on my expectations so many times. Or, like, the expectations it feels like they're building toward or whatever, which is good. I mean, it's a thriller, and it's supposed to be twisty and turny and a mystery and what's going to happen next. That's very good. Um, It just has happened so many times that now I'm like, I refuse to have expectations. It's hard. It just, yeah. I think you want something to rely on. And for me, the, the show didn't do this. This is completely my own fault. For me, that was Chedoil and Inju and maybe a little bit their relationship together. But just being like, I know I shouldn't rely on either of them, but it kind of feels like they're a, a bit of a team. They're going to do well by each other. They're going to take care of one another. And to keep pulling them apart and bringing them back together and pulling them apart and bringing them back together and then to finish this cliffhanger with did he finally screw her over did he finally take the money and run it's like you spent half of was it i don't know this episode or the episode before telling us that he was doing that and then he came back so how am i supposed to believe anything am i supposed to believe that this cliffhanger is valid I don't know. I just want something to believe in. Yeah. I mean, I will say at this point, I, I already said I don't have expectations, and then I'm going to completely undercut what I said. Uh, because I, what they did in episode, throughout episode 10, with Choi Do-il's storyline, has now put me in a place where I, I, I wasn't too worried about it, surprisingly. I know that they were, le- they were trying to make us feel like he was doing the big betrayal. Like this time it was him doing the betrayal. But I I wasn't super worried about it by that point. Maybe I had already given up on expectations. But I will say at the end of that little storyline when he still came through like a GD hero, I I will never I I just won't doubt him. I think he is fully genuine and I think he always has been and I think he never he like 
his whole deal with being a guy who just loves money and just wants money and just wants out of this and it's going to take money to get out of this and so that he's going to do whatever it takes. I think he transformed away from that a long time ago. And I also, even though I still think they have just outlandish chemistry, just perfect chemistry, <laughs> him and Inju have such a bond uh, at this point that I'm kind of at this at at this point in their relationship where I do want it to be a romance. I do wish it would be because of that chemistry. But I think that even if they were just best friends forever, even if they aren't, you know, together as in in the same place, I would still be happy because I am such a sucker for a, a bond between characters, even if it's not a romantic bond, if it's just that I will always have you and you will always have me kind of bond. I'm such a sucker for it. If it's friendship, if it's, you know, sisterhood, if it's a romantic relationship, whatever the case may be, that that sturdiness and that trust is so good. I think it's so good. And they have it. And I am obsessed with them. I'm so glad you said that. It just validates all of my feelings about their relationship because there's this part of me that is like, you're just a sucker for romance and you just want them to be together because of the chemistry, the insane chemistry. Whenever they're together, it would ju just make them kiss, make it happen. <laughs> but that's not all that they are. And it feels like the lizard brain is just taking over. So I'm glad you explained it in a way that makes it seem reasonable that they should be together and that they should, they are acting in each other's interests at this point. So I'm so mad at this show. I don't know if... Sorry we always started the cliffhanger of the final episode. <laughs> Every time. I don't know if that's what the cliffhanger is saying, that he's the one that betrayed her and he's gone. But that's what it felt like, is trying to tell us, Jadoel, this is the real time that he's done it. He's gone for good. And I just... it Maybe it just breaks my heart to try and believe that so I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so then it just feels like a dumb cliffhanger. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't believe it. I don't want it. Take your cliffhanger back. I'm done with this show. Just make them together. Okay, that's all I want. Stop pretending that they're not here for each other because I'm done with it. Ugh. I just want them to be together. Their chemistry is too good. To Why would they give us some uh, characters with immaculate chemistry and then and then even hint that that might not happen? You know like what? If you don't do this, their chemistry is immaculate. What is? What are you doing? Ugh. Impressive. But Incredible. If it, but if it doesn't happen, they're bond. But also, please. <laughs> <laughs> It's a layered situation. There's We're just peeling back all of the layers of our feelings on this very complicated relationship. <laughs> yes, because we... Okay, we started episode nine. If you can even remember, we started with that situation with Sung Ah yeah. saying, I'm going to kill Inju, and Inju has a gun. And we're like, okay... Save yourself, damsel. I love it. And then, absolutely, there is no way she can save herself. She apparently is heavily intoxicated. Um, why? We don't know. But Che Doel comes to save the day. 
amazing. I love a damsel in distress. We had two ultimate damsel in distress moments in these episodes. And I loved this first one because he he does a pretty bad job. It's messy. He does not actually save her. It's the sister that saves her. And when we go back to them later, she's got her head in his lap, but not in a creepy way. Not in a like he was making his move while she was asleep. And same with when she wakes up the next morning, like she's in the bed and he's keeping an eye on her and she thinks it's creepy, which is hilarious. She's like, what the hell? And he's like, I'm 14 feet from you, ma'am. I am not (laughs) making a move right now. Um, You said you were going to die. I thought maybe there was a chance. So I thought I would watch. And that's, oh, it's just so gentlemanly. And I love it that he can do these ultimate romantic things, this rescuing of a damsel in distress, but also not, like, make his move while she's got all this adrenaline. I just... I love him. So good. I love him so much. Ugh. Come on, Chantoil. Come on. Stop being (laughs) my favorite. Damn it. Do not show up in your full tactical gear and your smoke bombs. <gasps> Jeez Louise. How is he still... He bring every scene that he walks into <laughs> is elevated just because he's there. I have a problem. It's a Choido Ill problem. It's, it's a him problem. And if they don't end up together, I don't know what I'll do. I will be broken. Oh my, I will that's, not exist. That's worse than him betraying her. That's not worse than him betraying her. Okay, <laughs> keep perspective, Raquel. Jeez. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> Raquel two seconds ago was like, I just want them to have this good friendship that they have. And Raquel now is like, I will actually end it all if they don't kiss. <laughs> Together. Oh my god. I am... See, my emotions on this drama take as many twists and turns as the drama. On one small aspect of this drama, and just generally also pretty much all of the things that happen, because I am once more fully devoted to In Kyung's whole storyline. It's also, it's intense, it's devastating, she's a badass, but she's also still a person, and so when something unexpected happens, she's like, oh, shit, uh, damn. I, I love her. I'm, yeah, I'm fully back on In Kyung's team. I think we've given her a hard time throughout the drama, and she came through for us. She, she did it. She full circled. But even in, yeah, her greatest moments in her, like, she's killing it. She's on the news. She's given these stories. When faced with a real person's death that potentially could be construed as due to her actions, she's shook to her core. She takes that very seriously. And I love that. Yeah, I also do, especially because I think it's very realistic, even though I do get kind of frustrated with that whole, it would be different if she was legitimately bullying him, but she's not bullying him. She's exposing things that people deserve to know about a man who is running for and achieves public office, where she's exposing these things. And I think it is 
fr- I find the plot of, oh, he made the decision to kill himself because of her actions very frustrating because I just kind of want to be, I, I kind of want to say she made her choices to expose the truth, but it's not that she was hounding an innocent victim. There's video footage of him murdering someone. I, it's okay to have that investigate. It's okay to put that out in the world so that people can look into it. At the very least, say say it's completely made up. It was a deep fake, like they're saying it was uh, in a fictional version of the show, I guess. In a fictional version of this piece of fiction. Um, <laughs> say that that is the case and it's a deep fake and people are cu- are gunning for him. Still investigate that, for sure. Look into that. Find out who's doing these deep fakes. Because that's a problem. Someone still got murdered. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I I completely agree if that's the direction the show is going. I wasn't clear on if that's where they're going to take it. If it's going to be like, and now the citizens turn on In Kyung and say, you killed a man. He had so much potential. It seems like Especially that last clip where he's actually murdering someone. I think enough people will be like, yeah, that's on him. That's not on the reporter who is talking about his crimes. And I don't know if she's even been tied to that video. So I don't, uh, I'm not sure if public opinion will start to turn on In Kyung or if it will be an internal battle of her own where she's like, did yeah. I do this? No, I think it will be more of an internal thing. Yeah. So yeah, I it's not my favorite plot, but even still, I do like that she. I mean, she was shook. She was fully. She had to stop talking and just shut down mid broadcast because there was a lot going on. And I, I, yeah, her whole storyline this entire time was so perfect. Um, I love that. Even when she was in her darkest moments and she was like, yeah, count me in. <laughs> Let's do a murder. She then said, okay, 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 though. I was really bummed. Maybe there's a better way to solve this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Song Woo, like- the tragic MVP. Sorry, you go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like the found family that we had for about two minutes with <laughs> Song Woo, tragic MVP, and... In Kyung and Jong Ho, whose name I finally wrote down because he's doing great. He's sticking around. What's Jadoel's dad's name? And uh, Jadoel's dad. He. He. Keith. 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 It's Keith. <laughs> no. Jay Keith. Choi Tehi. No, that's oh, not right. good. It it's, sounded right. Uh, now, I, now I simply must know. Oh no, if I make you look at the Asian wiki, you'll never come back. (laughs) That's it for this episode. Join (laughs) us next week when we actually talk about the show mostly. (laughs) You'll find his name and then you'll tell me all about the shoe store guy from episode one. Yeah, that one tiny little cameo. Uh, (laughs) Momentary cameo. Hee-jay. Choi Hee-jay. Oh, you were close. I was close. Of course there's a train. Um, yeah, it was such a good found family. For for what, when we had it for a very short time before the found family fell apart, I loved them. I loved them. And then I I feel bad for writing in my notes, Songwoo should have brought a body cam, because 
he was one step ahead of me. He was ten <laughs> steps ahead of everyone. He said, I did. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your input, idiot. I'm getting murdered today and I'm filming it. Like, oh, he's got two cameras set up. He's got multiple angles on this and he set up an email. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to set up. I'm going to live stream something. It's going to go straight into my cloud. My email will grab that cloud file and send it in a scheduled email tomorrow afternoon. How? I sometimes think I'm tech savvy, but I just ain't. I just ain't, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to get, I don't know how to do a scheduled upload straight from a body cam. That one I can't, I can't quite figure out. Uh, I can do a scheduled email. Those are fine. (laughs) Yeah. But how can you attach a file to an email that doesn't exist where you're like, I'm okay, email, I'm going to upload a video later. Can you attach it after it's uploaded? I I think any email server would be like, no, I'm not a magician. He's been studying magic in his time in the psychiatric (laughs) ward. He's been studying computer magic. I actually want to know if that's... If our listeners could just, like... If anyone has an idea, you don't even have to have, like, done it, right? I just want to know some, like, some IT theory, some computer theory here some coding theory about attaching a file before you have that file. If someone can explain how that might be possible, like a pe- like a pending upload, but you don't even have the pending upload yet, right? Because you have not been murdered, which is what you are uploading and scheduling out. If that is possible, I just want to know. I'm just really curious if there's a, some like theory behind this that that actually is possible because I don't I don't think it is. I don't think it is really. I could see if maybe he gave her access to a file, like a file folder mm. on his cloud drive and then he set okay. his video to upload to that folder. Okay. So she just gets access to the two files that eventually were uploaded to that folder. Yeah, so if you scheduled the the sharing of the folder and that then exists. That folder exists. Yeah. It was just and then empty. Sent it. Okay. I'll yes, I'll take it. I'll take it. It explains <laughs> it enough answer. for me. It's for me. <laughs> it's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> we nailed it. Um <laughs> This is why people think we're perfect. (laughs) We're just so good at things. We just know so many things. We can theorize all day long. All day long? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Oh, one last thing about Inkyung before we move on from her. I loved that she and... Jung Ho had this moment that felt very reminiscent of Pride and Prejudice. We've maybe talked about Pride and Prejudice a little bit too much on our podcast lately. Only the 2005 movie version with Keenan Knightley. <laughs> Not any other version exists in my mind. Um, it just felt like she told him, you were an obnoxious rich boy and I hated that about you. And he said, I didn't see myself that way, but I can acknowledge how I may have come across that way. And I have tried really hard to prove for all these years that I just loved you and I wanted to help you. I didn't want to offend you with my money. That was not my intention. 
it felt very Darcy to me, and I loved it. He's such a good boy. He is such a good boy to acknowledge her feelings and say, that's totally understandable. Like, if that was all he was doing, but then he presents not even a counter-argument, he's not trying to take away from what she said, but just, you know what? That was pretty dumb. Let me just clarify my actual intention with what I was trying to do here and that I never saw it the way that I made you feel. And that's on me, dog. That's on me. But here we are. Just putting it out there, I'm absolutely in love with you. And that's like separate from any money things that were ever on the table. Just want to say that. Okay, Jung-ho. Good job. You nailed that conversation. It was a difficult one, and you nailed it. Yeah, he's winning. He's also- I. We don't give him enough love because Choi Do-il is so stupid hot. But <laughs> <laughs> but this good boy uh, does also have a piece of my heart because he, he is there with her and loves her without expectation. He doesn't walk into the room- and say, and I'll love you forever, and you'll just have to carry that burden. He just says, I have loved you forever, and also I'm gonna help you. I'm just gonna, I'm, I can't walk away from this, so I'm gonna help you. And he just, he helps and loves her without expectation, and that, he is just, that's a good quality. He's a, that's a, he's a good boy. <laughs> he's the husband, for sure. He's the husband of this show. Che Doyle is more like the mistress. I don't know what <laughs> that equivalent is. He's the mister. Um, I love them both, but in very different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jungle is good. Um, do you remember when we just glossed right over Park Jae Song dying? And we were just like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, it just like, was a thing. The main character just died, but it's fine. I think that was part of me dismantling my expectations, where I just, as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, (laughs) all right. (laughs) I mean, he, I think that even back when I had expectations, I knew he was a villain and I knew he was a problem, but I kind of knew that the real villain was Sung Ah the whole time. I just kind of knew that she wasn't, I mean, it's that thing where we find out pretty early on that it's stupid to think for even a second that all she is is the battered wife in this situation. She's not She's not just a pawn here. She was born into the family that is has been playing this game since the game started. So I think there was a part of me that was just, I. it couldn't end with taking down Jaesong, where it just couldn't, that couldn't happen. That simply was never going to happen. And so when he died, it just felt very natural, where it was like, okay, well, the final form of the villain is now coming out. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I don't think I had thought that far ahead. I think especially we had a scene in these episodes where they're getting, they're getting frisky in a, in a side room. And it's very much like, okay, these two kind of hate each other and definitely use each other, but they also see each other's, uh, I want to say usefulness, but I already said they use each other, so yeah. I don't know if darkness. that makes sense. They like can yeah. see each other's darkness and they're like, yeah, sure. That's hot. Yeah. I'm into that. And like, good for good for them. That's fine. No, it's not fine. They're definitely murderers. But <laughs> I thought, 
it would be more long-lasting, and I was pretty shook. I was pretty shook that Park Jae-sung is out of the show before the finale. I thought it would be the two of them at the end, hopefully just going to prison. But it is interesting that, especially since Hyorin left, that now Park Jae-sung is also out. He's been ousted. And now it's just Sangha alone in her big castle being like, what's my next move? I think I've gone full villain mode. What do I do now? And I didn't think she would want that. I didn't think she would want to be alone like that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think she's a completely different character, but in that very dynamic way where she always had the potential to be like, she was not a good person. She always had the potential to radically become even worse and she just did it in a single second and that's terrifying they've set up a terrifying villain i think she is among the top of people like k-drama villains that are very effective i love i do love uh we kind of had a similar type villain in the k2 and she's Mm. my all-time favorite villain (laughs) and so sangha is competing for that of how can I be terrifying and awful and hateable and somehow have that that really special seasoning of, but I am beloved despite being a villain? Yes, I think that the room, the closed room, kind of helped with that tipping point where even still as an audience member, you watch her do all these insane things and she kind of brings it back. She kind of goes, that's just my crazy alter ego almost. And you're like, oh, I don't know. It kind of just seems like you're one person. But then she's pretty normal most of the time. And she's a pretty okay mom. Not a great wife, but that's a tense relationship anyways. But most of the time, she just seems so normal in a way and just has this little bit of darkness in her that, yeah, almost feels like an alter ego. And then you get the closed room where she says, my mom was locked in here for nine years and she just knew about it and didn't know how to help or how to get her mom out or what to do about it. And you're like, oh, you're like all the way broken. You are fully messed up. Okay, you had no chance. Cool, cool, cool. So this is going to get real dark real fast. And then it kind of does. We're on that track now. Yeah. Yeah, from there, it's pretty much downhill as far as the lengths Sung Ah is personally willing to go to for... And I think the thing that makes her a particularly terrifying villain is at this point, we can kind of guess at her exact motivations, but there aren't really solid ones other than she's just kind of chaotic evil. Because Jaesung had, he had, you know, the desire for power, a background of not being as powerful and wanting to, you know, wipe out his loans or whatever that he took out to attain power and all of these things. You could see his motivations. They were very tangible and material. And even the ones that weren't actually material, you could kind of see uh, power. He wants power, so he wants money. So he wants a position of power that can create more money, that can, you know, like this kind of self-feeding system. 
I understand what he wants and what he's willing to do to get there. With Sangha, her actual motivations, she doesn't super seem to care about political office anymore because she, she killed Jae Song. So at this point, it, it really, the most that we can even kind of guess at is revenge just against these sisters that dismantled her life after she tried to dismantle theirs in the first place. If she had just stayed out of it, everything, then. <sighs> That wouldn't have happened, but here we are. And so now, yeah, she's trying to go after everything they love and everyone they love. But yeah, even that is, it's so nebulous where, where it's like, and where do you go from here? What's the plan? You can't, the plan used to be become more powerful in this way. And now the plan is just chaos. Just like capture and torture these sisters or. What? Yeah. What's the long game? I think that's why I'm so surprised she killed her husband, even though he had kind of quote unquote failed in that his crimes were outed and he was probably never going to become president. I won't say never. I'm an American. People can really watch someone do a lot of bad things and be like, you can still be president. Absolutely. I'm not here to condemn Korea if that's <laughs> who they wanted as their president, especially this fictional Korea. Yeah. I've watched it's... Hellbound. Things can be a lot worse. Yeah, in fictional Korea, things can get a lot worse. And in real life America, things can get pretty close <laughs> to this bad. So. <laughs> so I'm not saying he couldn't be president. And maybe song didn't give him enough of a chance. But it seems like that's why she killed him, was like, you've, you've reached the end of your use. But like, ma'am, what's next? Yeah, I thought this whole charade was to be like, do, can I pretend enough that I am a good person so that people believe that my husband and I should be in the highest position in society? Just like, that's the game. And now what's the game? Just, um secret billionaire who hides in a lair and manipulates society from the background or what's the show that you're putting on because i know that's kind of your thing yeah you like secrets and you like plays and you like to cultivate madness so where are we gonna go and it's like oh we could go a lot of places at this point if someone doesn't take her down which i'm guessing is you know is the good guys play here Let's go. But they're also, I think we're swinging in the penultimate episode disadvantage direction right before the finale. I get the feeling that episode 11 is going to be dark as hell. Oh, it probably will be. I hope not. <laughs> my heart's not ready to watch Inju get physically beaten again. Oh it my was, god. It was not easy to watch even her beat up Gosuim and be like... Guess who's snapped now? It's like, no, that's not the direction we wanted for you. Yeah. I was kind of, I, it was, there was, once again, layers here. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. it was satisfying. The the, But also, we gotta be the good guys in Jew. We can't just bludgeon people to death on rooftops. <laughs> okay. It's validating. It feels good. But also, put the crowbar down. Okay. I hate it. Um... 
Yeah, so hopefully Inju can can be a good person and also not just be beaten to death in episode 11. Crossing my fingers. What? We'll see. <laughs> At least Inhye is gone. We've yeah. got one sister that's probably going to live. I do want to just, like, touch on Inhye. Uh, here's the thing. I would be fine if this that was her, legitimately her ending in the show. That she and Hyorin just bounce and we kind of just never see them again. We assume they're fine. That would be totally fine with me. Yeah, I don't... It's not even a personal vendetta where I was sick of her. Because by the end, her character had gotten better uh, for the most part. She was doing some stuff that kind of mattered and was fine. Um, And seemed to care about her sisters enough to call and try and figure out if they were safe or whatever uh so i she's fine it it wasn't personal it's just that she's just fine right where i i'm not missing her contribution to the show (laughs) i will be so i will remember her fondly if yeah that is her ending and she and hurin just get on a boat and that's that's all she wrote, but I'm. I would guess that she's gonna come back for the finale, and then we'll just have to deal with these feelings of: Is she gonna be a good guy? Is she gonna be a bad guy? Or is she just gonna be a lame guy? Because so far, she's just been pretty lame. Yep, she's tottered back and forth between lame and bad, and then every once in a while, she's like, "I'll do something good, but probably for a lame reason." <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so we'll see. If she comes back, I guess that's fine, because the sisters can be together. It, it just feels like that's not something Inhei wants, and she tries to kind of make everyone miserable when she doesn't get what she wants. Cool, teenagers are fun! Teenagers are fun! Yeah, I... This is not a happy place to end, but I think it's a very hardcore teenager thing for her to be locked in the closed room and be like, I think I'd rather just die. And the song, I'll be like, what? You're not just going to live in this closed room? And she's like, "Mm, no, I think I'll just die. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and die. If you could just not tell your daughter that you're a murderer, because that would bum her out. Or my sisters. I don't know why. I Probably it's just better if they don't know I was murdered. So, peace out. It's like, that's very hardcore. And I can respect that. Maybe other teens thought that was a cool way to go, but it just feels a little, uh, it just feels, it all feels a little lame. Inhei, keep, can you try something? Can you try and get out? She's like, I've literally never once touched the doorknob. I've never tried to escape. I think I'll just die. This is fine. (laughs) What are you, what are you, (laughs) Inhei? Oh... I love it, but I don't miss it. Let's just have a happy ending for her. Peace. Peace yeah, be go, with you, Inhye. Go paint in Russia. And Yay. don't come back. Or Finland. I think they said they wanted to end in Finland. Oh, yeah. Maybe not somewhere coastal. Inhye hates the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we wrap up? Yeah. I can't really think of um anything else that simply must be talked about. I feel like there's so many good moments, and it's hard to even cram two episodes worth of content. I'm glad we didn't decide to watch more than two at a time for this one, because there's so much to talk about. But 
I think this is a good place to end. Uh, if there's anything that you desperately want to talk about um, that we didn't touch on, I, we can absolutely talk about it. Uh, the best place to talk about our feelings <laughs> uh, is playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's our email. You can send us an email or you can go to our website to sign up for our newsletter. We're going to try and get that up and running pretty soon. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about stuff we're watching on there. That's at playonk.com, where you can find our newsletter, all of our episodes, a button to our Patreon, and of course, our affiliates. NordVPN helps you stay safe while you're online and helps you access K-dramas that are not licensed to your region, probably legally. Uh, there's also Skillshare if you want to upskill your life. I was going to look on there and see if they have, like, learning Korean lessons, because you and I have just off and on tried to learn Korean for, like, five years now, so why not yes. be on again? On again. Uh-huh. Um, I I was... This is a buck wild thing that will never happen. I was like, maybe my dream career now is to narrate audiobooks. I don't know that I have that kind Aww. of voice, right? I just like to tell people stories. And so in my heart, that would be awesome. Uh, and that maybe would. they have a class on that. Maybe I'll check it out. I would listen to that. Yeah. Go use our link and you can get what you need and we can get what we need. Boom, boom, boom. What was our other one? Oh, Blueberry Podcast Hosting, if you want to start your own podcast, which I'm thinking of starting another podcast, and I will absolutely <gasps> use our link. We're just going to use our own affiliate links to get what we need and get a little a little payback on that. That's yeah. exciting. That's all at plank.com. <laughs> Uh, if you want to help us out in the freest way possible, that actually helps immensely. It's awesome to rate, review, or subscribe. Uh, tossing us a five-star rating and a review is, it helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. It is awesome. Word of mouth is how things spread. Yeah. We also are on Patreon. I'm redoing our Patreon. I'll shout out all of our... We'll, we'll do all of our social links last because we are also on, on those things. And they're free and awesome. They're great ways to say hi. But we're redoing our Patreon tiers yet again. Um, hopefully by the new year, they will be all up and ready. And you can see all the exciting stuff we have planned. It'll be... It's so cool. I think the thing I'm most excited for, if we can, if we can make it happen is our slumber parties that we might want to start doing, like, game night, K-drama night, just all in one, like, bring your face mask. We're going to do K-drama slumber parties at Play on K Patreon. Yes. And this isn't necessarily a promise so much as, like, a teaser. So if it is something you're interested in, you should definitely let us know because the more hyped you guys are, the more hyped we will be to make sure it happens. Yeah. It could just be me and Raquel doing that, so it's fine Slumber it party. Is. That, yeah, I would actually have an excellent time just hanging out with you and doing face masks <laughs> and watching K-dramas. That sounds amazing. If yeah. no one's interested, we're gonna be doing that anyway. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, it might be a Patreon tier if you guys are like, I would actually also do that. Please let us know. 
And if there's anything else, any other ideas that you're like, I would love to support the show. And also, I would love if you do this thing. We always need ideas for what you guys actually want for Patreon. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it gets like, especially when I'm trying to plan stuff out, I feel like I'm just spaghettiing the wall, you know, and it's maybe not what people are actually interested in. Um, I I have no gauge of what people like. (laughs) Why am I like this? (laughs) Yeah, no, for real. I just spook on other people's Patreons, and I'm like, what's doing well on here? (laughs) So that's my only plan. Please let us know if you want something from our Patreon. We're very excited to give it to you. That'll be coming in January, probably. I'll spend the last month of the year just, like, setting things up. Okay, okay, okay. Also, Instagram, PlayOnK Podcast. Twitter, at PlayOnK. Hive. (laughs) Am I on Hive? Technically, yes. <laughs> Do I use it? Technically, no. Play on K something Emily. I think it's underscore. And then TikTok. I've been using that TikTok and I really like it. Play on K underscore Emily. Go Heck check yeah. us out on those places. <laughs> Say hi. Play on K underscore Raquel is still available if you're looking for a- <laughs> Don't take it, please. <laughs> oh, no. Um, as of... As of this date, when this goes live, if there's a play on K underscore Raquel, it is not me, just so you guys know. That might happen I in will, the future. I'll go buy it. I'll go take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll sell it back to you if you ever want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's business, baby. <laughs> baby. Gotta play the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh... oh. <laughs> It's the finale. We'll see you for the finale. (laughs) Yeah, see you next week, y'all. We love you, and K-bye. K-bye. Bye-bye.